The recording has started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on this, what would we call this, uh, Thanksgiving Eve, 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 uh, 11-23-2020. Okay, the year of a lot of you made more money. All right, so good job, everybody. All right, I'd like to um, welcome Ryan today. Well, good morning, everybody. Is everybody there? Good morning. Good morning. Yep. I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. Well, everybody is there. It's always good when I'm talking and there's actually people there. It's always helpful. <laughs> hey, hold, hold on one second here. All right, unfortunately, I had to mute you all. It makes the recording better. All right, so here we go. Today we have an awesome interview. A real estate agent gone, well, no, real estate manager gone agent gone back to manager. Okay, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Lara from uh, currently in Palm Desert. But before that was at Rancho Cucamonga. Ryan, you have to hit star six on your phone for us to hear you. So hit star six, and then we can hear you. And let me know when you've done that, please. I, I believe I'm unmuted now. <laughs> yes, you are. You are, Ryan. All right. Cool. So right. welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for saying yes. Appreciate that. Good seeing you last week, too. Yeah, likewise, likewise. It's it's a uh, it's a rarity in this COVID world and time frame, but you know it, it's uh, always a, it's always good to see you, Rick. Yeah, you know it, it reminded me of the national convention. Same here, by the way. Thank you. It was great seeing all you guys, and you know, and uh, really glad that you decided to take this new position and rock and roll. Today we're going to talk mostly like agents, though. But uh, you know, it reminded me of the of the um, national convention. You know, because the national convention ha- everything was planned. Everybody was go. Everybody had their plane tickets. And I think if the national convention would have been a week later, it would have been canceled because of the COVID thing. And that was in March. And then, and then now, okay, um, I booked that trip to California like a, a month before when things were looking good, headed in the right direction, and then they took a turn. And I, th- I think if we hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't have gone either. But it ended up being safe and wonderful, and so everything's good in the hood. So, Ryan, well, anyway... Ryan, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people in California know who you are, but not Nevada and Arizona. So take a minute. Tell us a little about yourself, please. Yeah. So, so my name is Ryan David Lara. I'm a, uh, I'd like to say second generation real estate agent. So my mother was an agent, grew up in the industry. Um, and I remember being, you know, 10 years old and her dragging me to her listing presentations and buying presentations, things like that. So I caught I a lot by osmosis just from that. And then um, I remember being a teenager, and I don't even know if I'm, you know, you know, looking back on it, I shouldn't have been doing it, but you know, she had me writing, you know, contracts on triplicate. I remember doing that. So, yeah. it was, um, you know, it, was, <laughs> it seems like a long time ago, but um, yeah. So, so uh, um, after I graduated from UC Riverside, decided to, um, you know, get my license, and uh, I really kind of knew how to how to how to walk and run in real estate, so I decided to go that route. Um, and then yeah, so. Uh, became an agent, really successful right off the bat. Because I was grateful to have the background knowledge. So my first year did a did 17 transactions on my own, um, and then uh, got tapped to manage the Berkshire Hathaway office in Riverside. Um, from there, uh, went out, went on to go back into being an agent over at the Rancho Cucamonga office, and then decided to go back into management. Um, just love management so much. So you know, uh, Mark presented the opportunity here for Palm Desert, and it was just a home run. So uh, enjoyed it now. Awesome. Well, awesome, awesome. And when you were selling, Ryan, what were your favorite parts? Like, because I, I know, I mean, you and I were coaching for a long time, and then uh, you, you did very well at the awards last year. I know that. 
and uh, you know, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, and, and you're prospecting and you're doing. So as an agent, what are your favorite parts? Like, what do you think um, agents need to do to be successful in this in this deal? By, like by far to me, so so I, I've yet to see an agent who really works works smart and works hard and fails. So I've, I, when when I see agents just um, you know what they what what they decide to focus on, they find their niche, they find what they're good at. Um, once they once they've discovered that, they've poked and prodded and found their 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 you know what their strength is, and that's where I really see agents take off. And I know I know for me, um, one of the big things that just kind of clicked was was time blocking and making sure that lead, uh, you know setting aside the time for lead generation was like you know non-negotiable. There was nothing that was, that could interfere with that. Um, and then. You know, as our our lives as real estate agents, you know, emergencies happen. We become firefighters on the fly, and things happen. But you know, even if let's say I had lead generation from nine to eleven a.m. and something popped up, well, you know what? I'm going to do it from one to one to three, or or three to five. Like it's non-negotiable. Has to happen at some point during the day. Yeah, that's great. I know, and and, and you know, that's such a true statement. If you are. Uh, you know, um, if you're all about it and you're, like you just said, if you're, um, you know, if you work hard, have a decent plan, obviously you've got the best name brand on the planet and all the tools that we have, it's very, uh, it's almost impossible to be unsuccessful. The problem is a lot of agents don't know what to do, so they end up not doing a lot and then, um, you know, they ended up uh, not succeeding at a high level in this business, right? Correct. Exactly. All right. All right, cool. All right, so uh, what kind of, like, for you, for, for your prospecting, um, what, like, um, you know, what uh, what areas do you like to work in? Um, I'm, I'm by far, like, my bread and butter is my sphere, my past clients. That's my, that's the thing I love to do, I enjoy to do. Um, for, for you know, the agents out there, I'm a big, I'm a big, you know, practitioner of the Brian Buffini coaching methodology. Um, I love, I just, I, I love writing personal notes. I love developing relationships. Um, this is, for, for me, for example, this is the time of year where, where perhaps a business has, uh, you know, there's still business, there's still plenty of business to be had this time of year, but maybe it's dialed back a touch. So, you know, I can devote that extra time to, you know, planning the seeds for next year. This is, you know, holidays is prime, uh, you know, seed planting time. So, so for my sphere, my past clients, this is where I'm reaching out to them. I'm sending Thanksgiving cards, sending Christmas cards, you know, next month. Uh, making sure that they're, you know, they feel loved and and not forgotten in a COVID world where we don't see our faces so often. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you do? Like, do you uh, were you using the VAC 2.0? Do you like? Do you use the uh, newsletters, the uh, neighborhood reports, and all that good stuff? Oh yeah, those those are um, the VAC is the first thing I go into every single day. <laughs> it's 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 a uh, it's the hub. It's the found it's a foundational tool like. I, uh, I, you know, I, 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 by practice and I preach it to, to my roster here in Palm Desert as well that, you know, that's, it's the first thing we need to go into because we can access everything from there. We can access the VAC, our contacts, the MLS, everything. So, um, you know, a CRM is a, a CRM in and of itself is a foundational tool. I think every real estate agent should be using and but the VAC just takes it to the next level. Excellent. Yeah, it really does. Doesn't it? I mean, it's, uh, if I if I had that when I was prospecting, I mean, it just would have been amazing for uh, getting because it's so. Uh, once you have it set up per person, you don't have, you know, I mean, you like remember the days when we had to mail our own newsletters and or have our assistants do it. Now you get them. Uh, the, once you have it set up, the you know the the newsletter goes out email, which has a higher open rate than junk mail, because even if you're mailing them your stuff, 
You know, anything that comes to your house that you don't ask for is junk mail, just so everybody understands that, okay? Uh, even if it has your wonderful picture on it, uh, you know, and all that good stuff, which is great, but it always works better if you're, I mean, I, in my opinion, I think email is much better. Now, the number one way to do it is actually dropping it off, but you don't have right. to do that anymore because, yeah. So tell us about that. Would you, did you, um, with your sphere, like, I know you mentioned a couple of things, but give us, you know, if you're getting most of your business from your sphere, what's your plan? Like, what do you do every year with them? So, so there's a few different things. And, and so, so primarily how I've approached it in, in regards to prospecting, I'll, I'll give a little background information before I dive into the methodology, but what yes, you know, I've, I've really, I've really enjoyed going to, you know, like the Brian Buffini seminars, the Tom Ferry seminars, the national, you know, conventions, things like that. And, and one of the things I really like about it, obviously, you know, when we go to those type of things, I, I find that, you know, 90, 95% of the information we get from them are very, you know, we kind of, we kind of know already or we have, you know, it's kind of a, like bowling bumpers, like it just kind of keeps us back on track or so reaffirms certain ideas. But what I treat all those conventions and things are I look at it like a buffet. Hey, you know what? Like, I, I literally like this idea how, how you, know, you know, Brian Buffini sends personal notes to his sphere. And, you know, what Tom Ferry, you know, he, he has this idea of sending, a, you know, a CMA, uh, you know, personalized CMA to your clients, you know, two, two, times, two to four times a year. And things like the neighborhood reports is a perfect way to just, you know, start, you know, we need to become, we need to leverage ourselves as the authority figure to our, our clients and spheres that if they, they need something real estate related, we're the person, <clears throat> we're the person to go to. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big practitioner of two personal notes a day. Um, I love sending newsletters to my clients. I love sending uh, statistics to my clients. Um, you know, and then also with, with you know, COVID thrown somewhat of a wrench, but if we were in a non-COVID society, there would be a lot more pop by stopping by my clients, visiting them, um, maybe, maybe quarterly or major holiday type thing. That's a, that's a big thing for me. The, the face-to-face is really important because I just feel like more so, more so even, even before COVID happened, we were drifting into just a very electronic-heavy uh, society, but we also need to remember that you know, these people want to see our faces. They want to see our personalities. They're, they they miss us. They care about us, and, and we need to make sure we're reaching out to them, too. Right. Okay, good. Good, good, good. What about, okay, so anything else you want to mention? I know you mentioned a couple. Anything else you want to mention about your sphere? I love that. Um, I think it's, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that it is the strongest um, piece of, you know, it's basically the strongest well as far as lead generation I'll tell my agents you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. I think that there's other there's other uh, obviously other prospecting methods and other ways that you can find, you know attract successfully like open houses, expired there's those you know the more traditional methods of lead generation. But I'm a big believer that by you know let's say you know, put it put it in a, per, a football game perspective of our timeline of our career. You know by the end of the third quarter, fourth quarter of our real estate careers, I think it's so much. Uh, you know we should we should try to be uh, sphere referral past client-only type real estate agents. These are clients who have, have uh, trusted us. We have closed deals with them. And then when they refer us, it is worth – they're putting their name behind us. They're telling their friends and family, their church members, their, their coworkers, their uh, you know, school colleagues that we as agents – they're putting their name saying, hey, you know, Rick or Ryan or whoever it may be, this person is the, the one to go to to you know, make sure all your real estate stuff is taken care of. So. Um, I right. think that's worth its weight in gold. Not just not just in the reception of the lead or the or the, you know the potential transaction, but the trust is already established. 
you know, when you're negotiating repairs, when you're telling them, hey, you're, you're lowballing a little bit, or, or maybe you need to make this offer a little more competitive, those, those, those internal conversations within the transaction itself become easier because they trust you. You don't have to, you know, you're not, gaining, you're not having to gain and fight for the trust from this person who had no idea who you were, you know, you know a month ago or so. Someone's already, you know, pretty much said, hey, this is a bona fide person to, to go to. So that helps a lot. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being the, being the resource, being the educated person, you know, it takes, a, you know, to me, it takes constant vigilance to be extremely knowledgeable about your market. Right, like, like especially your farming and so forth. So, how about any farming for you? Did you, uh, do you, did you do any of that? I did, do, I did do farming, and I think that what what really makes agents successful with farming is I see. Well, well first off, I'll I'll give my my impression of farming. So, I think farming is a long game. You need to you need to commit yourself to it. I see um, more agents than I like to than I like to admit. I like to I, I see them pound their head against the wall that. You know, they, they do a marketing piece or they do, you know, they door knock or whatever it may be. And then two months after they started, they go, oh, I haven't gone to listing. It's over. <laughs> like, like it's, just, it's ended. Like they give up and it's it. No, like you have to continue to be, you know, track, you know you have to continue to be uh, consistent with your farming on a regular basis, monthly basis, biweekly basis, whatever you choose at the right interval for your farm. And that depends on how the size of it, the turnover rate, um, even within the turnover rate. Um, or, or within the, within the, you know, hey, these properties are probably a, a, have a higher probability of selling because their equity rate is higher. They had a, <clears throat> or, or they had a, a life event occur, a divorce, a death, uh, a marriage, a child, those type of things. I mean, these are these are the those are the, um, you know, high impact events that we need to be knowledgeable about within our farm. And then where I really see agents take off with their farming is once they have their first listing in their farm. Or they're, you know, they start getting their second listing. They leverage it. Hey, they, you know, they send out a just listed postcard. They send out, you know, an escrow uh, price reduction or whatever, or or just closed. But they are, they have now positioned themselves within that, you know, group of 250, 300 plus houses that they are the knowledge broker in that area. And to use any other real estate agent would be, would be, um, you know, negligent. You know, that you, you have to, you have to almost position yourself in that in that regard. So when these people who live in that you know, 250, 300, you know, house track that you're farming, they, when, they, when they think of going to their cousin or brother or uncle, you know, who's a, you know, you know, real estate agent on the fly when he feels like it, they're going to stop and think, well, maybe, you know, we shouldn't use, you know, random family member, you know, from 40 miles away because this person here knows the, knows the area, knows the properties, knows the floor plans, knows the school district, um, has, the, has the feel for the pricing, and, and they're going to ultimately want to go with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I always teach them in, in success series. Be the neighborhood expert. Don't tell everybody you are. Just act like you are and they'll understand. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of people put that in their marketing. It's really, I think it turns some people off. So uh, be the neighborhood expert. All right. So, all right. Good. Good. Yeah. You know, it's, everything I'm hearing you say is just simple consistency and discipline. And this is what we talk about a lot. All right. Anybody who's disciplined, consistent, doing the right stuff, because, you, you know, I know people that work hard, but they don't work smart. If you're doing the right stuff and you're following through, this business is very simple. I didn't say easy, folks. I said simple because it is simple, right? What about, what about expired FISBOs? Any of those? Did you do any of that? 
Um, I dabbled with expireds a bit. Never did fizbos. With expireds, um, I'm a, I'm a, I was a big believer with uh, going after the old expireds. Um, and, and I think you and I have talked about that a bit as well. Where yeah. Um, in the current real estate landscape where we are at 2020, and this has happened for the last few years, um, you know, property expires, and then here comes the absolute mega tsunami of realtor phone calls to that seller, and just blowing up their phone the day of the expiration, and you know, you call by 9 a.m. and, and you need your caller number 27 of the day, uh, or whatever it may be. But I'm a big believer in those those those, uh, those expireds who have expired a few months ago. Um, you know, the these are these are expireds who can come into you know later down the road. And we're not we're not we're not blowing up the the owner. You know, the day of their their expiration, we're we're you know calling them a couple months after. And so it's so strong because they've already raised their hand at a certain point and expressed interest in selling. Um, you know, for whatever reason, the, the previous sale didn't work. If it was the marketing, the price, the agent, negligence, whatever it may be. But, but for whatever reason, that initial tsunami, they just got angry or didn't want to deal with any agents at that time. But they have, they have just kind of me- kept going and meandering along. And so two months later or a month later or, you know, three months later, whatever it may be, you're giving them a call, and you are probably the only agent who has called them on that day and said, "Hey, you know, you know, whatever the script may be, um, you know, this, you know, you're, you, I know you had your property listed a few months ago. But wanted to check back, you know, check back in, see if you're still interested in listing, and talk to you about my marketing plan, whatever, whatever it ultimately is that you're, you're saying with these, uh, these expires, and, and, and those are the expires I see a lot of agents, myself too, have had success with. These are people who are now. The, the anger is subsided, and they're more open to have a you know open yeah. dialogue and open conversation. Yeah, yeah, they uh, and, and that's exactly what I tell them too. Um, I got a good ex, uh, old expired script in the book of everything. Okay, and uh, mm-hmm. you know um, it's pretty it's pretty simple. You just you know you're just checking in and see, and, and you can go back a long time. You can go back mm-hmm. a long time back for old expired because remember, like if you use a company like Red Axe or Land Voice or they scrub them. So, and the, um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, two, three years ago, you were on the market, you didn't sell. Well, things have changed a lot. Uh, and then people even tell you, you know, well, yeah, uh, that was a while ago. Yeah, well, statistically, when they've tried, tried once, they're going to they're gonna try. Unless they've done, like, some people try and then add on to their house or do a lot of work. You know, unless, unless they're one of those, some people rent them out. And you could put them on your follow-up for when it exceeds. Because, you know, uh, I used to ask them that. So, oh, so you haven't leased out for two years. Are you going to consider selling? Yes, I am. Great. Put them on the drip. You know, put them on market watch. Not market watch. It used to be called market watch. The neighborhood reports. And uh, it'll keep informed as to what's going on. And you can become, you know, their resource. Their resource for real estate. And, you know, like anything else in real estate. People, the problem with, other than the brand new expireds, and I was going to say, you know, real estate takes a while to build a pipeline. But with the brand new expireds, it takes a while to build the skills. So uh, just like in business, nothing is overnight immediate. You know, like you hear a lot of times music stars, and so they'll say overnight success, and they'll say, yeah, it only took me 20 years to be an overnight success. (laughs) Very few people are overnight success. It takes work, dedication, discipline, long, and you got to keep doing it and keep doing it and get re-excited about it and keep doing it just like prospecting, right? Oh, exactly. And, and just to your point, just like we, you know, you came in and did the, you know, get, you know, you did the series of speaking series, you know, getting it done in 2021, 
you know, now's the time to get, you know, get those business plans done. Like, you know, I, I've been preaching to my roster here, you know, as of Oct from October, that we need to get our business plans done. And why is that? Because the whatever, you know, methodologies of, you know, lead generation or whatever you're doing to, to reach your prospecting goal of how many, you know, how many prospects you want to speak to in a certain day, week, month, whatever it may be, when those activities take time to track, you know, you're not going to start calling one week and then you're going to have, you know, 10 listings the next week. You, these activities that you're doing starting today take 30, 60, 90 days to start tracking and really start, you know, manifesting, you know, listings and, and active contracts and things like that. I mean, if you're prospecting today, you know, you're, you're, you're you know, at best you're setting appointments and getting the ball rolling with some of these clients, but... To, to make meaningful dollar signs and, you know, written black and white, you know, fully executed contracts. It's going to take a little bit of time to get that process rolling. So, you know, why wait till, you know, I, I had agents who, who I'm meeting with business plans are like, oh, you know, even this week, you know, a lot of agents have already just kind of punted on this week. They're like, oh, Thanksgiving's Thursday. Oh, good. Well, you know, what? we got Monday, we got Tuesday and we got Wednesday. You know, there's plenty of time to be done for prospecting and getting things done. Absolutely. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about that now. Okay. So my favorite question to ask, we've got about nine minutes left. So my favorite question is, all right, Ryan, uh, knowing what you know now, being an agent manager, second time for a manager, uh, even in Europe, even a little outside your main marketplace, which is kind of cool. All right. What are the three, if you could, if you, you know, knowing what you know now, if you were an agent that were either starting out or trying to take it to the next level, what would be the three most important things you would tell them to focus on? So, so first off, I would say you're, you're the easiest, the easiest and quickest well to, to get on because when, when we're at that initial stage, we're we're looking for commission dollars. We've already hemorrhaged enough to the to the association and the boards and whatever it may be or MLS. So we're ready to get the commission dollars quickly and start you know, start doing all that. So first thing I would say is um, you need to uh, you need to be very strong and, and megaphone your message to your sphere of past clients, or, or if you don't have any past clients, just your sphere immediate family. Those are people who the trust is there. You can establish it and get you're, it's already established, and you can you can start getting some potential transactions moving rather quickly. So that'd be the first thing I would say. Um, can, can bring some stuff with immediacy, and then the the second thing I would say is. Um, when you're when you are farming and you are or you're focusing on your on your neighborhood, you're, you know the the best agents I've seen who who just really strongly gain market share in an area is they they are just so hyper focused and so hyper local, and they know they they know the area like the back of their hand, and they can have those really powerful conversations with potential prospects about you know they can talk about oh can you believe the school board did this or can you believe the city's instituting that. Uh, you know, when you're when you're having those type of level of you know high level conversations with those prospects, you're immediately positioning yourself as the knowledge broker in that neighborhood. And so, that was something I would looking back, I wish I probably focused on a little more than trying to multitask and do and do, and, and spread myself too thin over too large of a you know market area. Um, so I would say that. And then third, I would say when those commission dollars start flowing in, you I'm a Looking back, I wish I was a little, a little more disciplined in regards to investing, uh, you know, 20% of my, you know, my, you know, the after, after, you know, my net commission after everything, you know, is taken out, 20% of that back into my business on a more consistent basis. You know, I think there was a little bit of drifting in regards to, 
hey, you know, this tool is cool. Ooh, shiny new real estate object. Let me try this thing. But putting a little more thought and effort and more, um, you know, concise business planning, you know, type, type methodology to, hey, you know, I'm reinvesting 20% of my commission dollars to this particular tool. Um, you know, if I'm an open house guy, I'm going to, you know, get these darn good open house signs for, or, or, or whatever, whatever ultimately you, you're, the method of prospecting would be that, that you like. Just being really disciplined about reinvesting. I love it. Yeah. And I would even add investing uh, 10% of every check you have, put it away as an independent contractor. You can start a SEP, which is great. But, yeah, um, reinvesting back in yourself is critically important. And that could be education. That could be um, you know, there's so many things like you just mentioned. You could get tools for, uh, <clears throat> you know, for uh, your farm and so forth. But you pretty much have a lot with the company already. Uh, so perfect. All right, Brian. Awesome. I really appreciate your uh, time today. Any other final thoughts you'd like to leave them today, my man? Um, I would just say, you know, stay consistent. That's gonna, that's gonna, you know, really, that, that's gonna be the, the the strength and thing that can really just track you and put you, put you, you know, across the finish line. I have seen so many talented, successful, or or I would put it this way: I've seen so many talented real estate agents who know the business really well but they lack action. They're always in this position of getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. And like, no, 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 there has to be some action and, and, and drive behind what you're going to be doing. So the agents who may not, may not be as talented, but have the work ethic drive and are ready to do what it takes to get to the next level, those agents will track more successfully than the ones who have, who have all this knowledge and, and are talent, but they're, they're not doing anything. So, so yep. last thing I'd say, just be consistent, keep going after it. Um, it is, it is attainable, whatever your goal may be. You can put the work behind it. There, any goal can be broken down to just numbers, what it, what it, what it what takes you to get, get you there. You can do it. Like, it's possible. Yeah, no, I love it. Great job. Great. I, love, I love that, too. It's, uh, it's really, uh, really good advice. Uh, keep it simple, all right? Like, everybody should have their business plan right now. Everybody should have their business plan done. Everybody should be subscribed to my YouTube channel where all these interviews and all my videos and all that stuff is just under my name, Rick Barraby, YouTube. Subscribe. Every time I put a new one on, let you know. All right. Uh, you know, um, same, with the, same with this. This, this podcast by 11 o'clock today will be on the podcast app. If you have an Apple phone, it'll be on Podbean if you have an Android. So download that app. Okay. And it's just under my name, Rick, B-E-R-U-B-E. So everybody... Since this is the last call before Thanksgiving, I want to wish everybody a wonderful Thanksgiving. I want to say, Ryan, Lara, thank you very much for taking your time out today. That was awesome stuff. And like I say, it'll be on my podcast by today and on YouTube and all that good stuff. I also put it all on social media. So subscribe. Subscribe to my channel, folks. You guys are the best. Ryan, thank you very much. We'll pick us up in a week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, and go have a wonderful day. Woo! Go get them, folks. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you.